0: in edgewise good morning rw good morning allison midweek i rode my motorcycle down along valley avenue in bangor checking out the condition of the kanduskeg stream its water level did not inspire me when i texted my canoeing partner ms america and suggested she pray for rain she texted back believe me i am she was of course recalling the inordinately arduous 46th kanduskeg of last year when nearly every boat became beached in the stream dozens of times, and frequent impromptu portages occurred in places where the water barely flowed through what otherwise appeared as a bed of exposed river rocks. That meant almost anything should be an improvement, and indeed, although not especially inspirational, the Water Wednesday was undeniably an improvement over last year's drought-stricken stream. Friday, Heather America and her husband arrived, in the afternoon from pittsburgh and we rendezvoused at six mile falls which was its typically seductic self every year an integral component of our annual spring right at the Kanduskeg is an assessment of the nautical nuances at six mile falls we walk up and down each side of the stream leading to the falls and conjure a navigational plan for around noon the next day when we'll be making the plunge over the falls for real most years our plans match up with our actual performances I've been watching the weather the latter half of the week. Rain was expected, but whether it arrived in time to raise all boats in the 47th annual race was still the big question. Blessedly late Friday after midnight, the rain began, and enough had fallen by dawn Saturday morning to be encouraging. In the village of Kanduskig, the rain remained steady while I untied the canoe and removed it from the roof rack. Soon we were launching into the stream at the starting line and headed south to Bangor. The usual gallery of human types was in the race. Two young, blonde, blue-eyed girls wore dark moustaches, not quite resembling the toothbrush style of Adolf, whose birthday fell on Saturday. One kayaker had not bothered to secure his race bib with the stretch string, so occasionally the wind would blow the front flap into his face and the black back flap into the back of his head. Not being able to see, he would shift the bib 90 degrees so that now the bib was flapping about his ears. Heather called him the flying nun. We paddled alongside a father and some team, son team who were in a canoe just like ours, a 16-foot-old town Penobscot, except theirs seemed to look new and shiny. When I voiced that perception, the father replied, Really? Yours looks new and shiny, too. And so there we were, the two boats gamming on the move, learning that, in fact, both watercraft were exactly the same age and comparing notes on how various components had been holding up Consumer Reports magazine would have been proud. Perhaps the most interesting sight in our approach to the falls, however, was a canoe in which only the fellow in the stern was paddling. The person in the bow was leaning over on the port side as if seasick. As we passed them on the other side, a young lady raised her head enough to look at us. She had a sizable pocket knife in one hand, and she asked us, pointing to a newly adjusted numeral on the port side bow sticker, does that look like a 2 Our other sticker fell off, and I'm trying to make this one from last year into the same number for this year. We commended her on her creativity. Yes, this is one of the things the Kanduska Extreme Canoe Race is all about, resourcefulness. And speaking of resourcefulness, today is the 43rd Earth Day. From a couple of hundred miles out in space, our planet still looks pretty good, although down on the surface, we humans can be quite strange such as this past Monday at the Boston Marathon, among countless other moments of mayhem worldwide. For these, we have nonetheless a constant and clarion message of hope. Respect the earth and respect ourselves. From Orono, Maine, have a great